What's up, Rocket Rollers, and welcome to another episode of the Talk Louder podcast, where we geek out on all things rock and roll. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Leave us your likes and comments. You can also leave likes and comments on our Facebook page. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify. Also, Instagram at talklouder underscore podcast. And, of course, our website, talklouderpodcast.com. I'm Metal Dave, along with my co-host, Jason McMaster. And today we have with us the singer for L.A. Guns, Mr. Phil Lewis, is joining us. Phil and the boys have a new album called Checkered Past coming out November uh, 12th, I believe. And if you've been following along with L.A. Guns, uh, in my opinion, they've been putting out some of the best work of their career. This new album follows in the footsteps of The Missing Piece that came out in 2017 and The Devil You Know, which came out in 2019. In my opinion, albums that rival uh, their classic albums from back in the late 80s, early 90s. But uh, we'll get to talk to Phil and talk about the making of this record, talk about a few other things. I'm not sure how much time he's going to give us today. He's a busy man, but uh, we'll take all we can get from Mr. Phil Lewis. All right, we've got him looking good and we've got him sounding (laughs) good. There he is. There he is, Phil Lewis. Phil, thanks for joining us today. Um, I'm not sure how much time we have. And, and oh, you got all the time in the world, buddy. This is the last one for today. And, and I'm sorry I kept you waiting, but you know I'm doing five a day and it overlapped a little bit. So I, I appreciate your patience. Don't worry about it. I'm talking to two friends, so we're in no hurry at all. Uh, we love we to like hear the way that, that sounds. We we'll like take the way that, that sounds, yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, Phil, let me start by saying um, congratulations on uh, the Checkered Past record. It's a great new record. Um, I don't know if I can divulge this or not, but I'm going to. I've had a secret copy for a number of months. Right. And I was sworn to secrecy, and I honored that uh, that uh, commitment. But I've been <clears> listening <throat> to it myself, um, and it's another great in the line of it's now number three from you and Tracy and Johnny Martin. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I wanted to ask you, first of all, let's, I want to be very honest here. Did you honestly, honestly, honestly think you would be um, on album number three with such great results with your former partner and sometimes nemesis, uh, Tracy Guns? Because you guys are batting a thousand. Sure, man. And, and you know, we that, that's why... Um, the album title is is so um it makes sense it's it's because you know we've we've had this it's no secret we had a a a a long estrangement a 15-year estrangement um and um i just feel that we we buried the hatchet and 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 you know these things after 15 years you you manifest that, you know, I thought, you know, I, I thought he was like the devil, you know, and, and uh, when after 15 years, we finally got together, we were just hanging out in a dressing room backstage. And it was just like a couple of kids, a couple of guys, you know, and, and all of the, all that sort of animosity and angst and in many ways, fear, you know, it, it just, just dissolved instantly. And, and, you know, we both grown up a lot. Um, we both matured and, and he just seemed like a, a much better person than the person that, um, that I honestly, I just had to like close the file on. Do you um, think it was, do you think it was something as simple as you, you needed a break? I mean, I mean, do you feel like you were going strong, going strong and then something weird, you know, I, 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 you know, I'll tell you what happened and, 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 it, you know, it, it, it's, it's painful, but you know, we, recorded an album called um oh fuck what was it the the um not vicious circle um hellraiser's ball uh oh uh, t- uh uh waking the dead or man in the moon yeah yeah no waking the dead thanks waking the dead yeah uh, we recorded waking the dead now man in the moon was it was okay it was you know there are a couple of moments on there um that that are good but i really felt like uh waking the dead we'd really found got we got we got back our groove we got back the whole vibe of what we were doing and and that's when he decided you know to right before we were going to go on tour to quit the band and 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 fuck off and do something with Nikki six and and it didn't make any sense because 
you know, Nicky wasn't about to give up Motley Crue. It was just a side project for him. But for some reason, Tracy felt like he had to throw himself on the sword and give up his own band. And it was just, it was just too much to take. I just like, I, I, I can't work with this. This is, this is it. I'm done. And um, I think that's a pretty good reason yeah. um, to not talk to somebody. But it, it's not a good enough reason to not talk to somebody for 15 years. Yeah. That, that's, that's a bit excessive. And, and um, you know, I tell you the thing about Tracy. I've worked with lots of guitar players, hundreds, um, but never a guitar player that brings out the best, you know, makes me work my hardest, come up with the very best that I've got, because he's always really, he doesn't give me any old shit. He gives me the very best that he's got. So we've always had that. We, we, we you know, we've never sold ourselves short. We, we never did anything, you know, for the wrong reasons. We never tried to write a hit or anything. Just, you know, tried to just do the best that we can do in what we do. And, and I miss that. And, and it, that was great getting back in the studio, working on Missing Peace, uh, to have that. And, and um, it, yeah, it was, it's really inspiring. It's a bit scary. <laughs> it's a little bit scary because, you know, <laughs> Because it takes you out your comfort zone, um, but yeah, so far we're five years into it and it's working out great. It really is. I, I mean, I, I I think there's a lot of skeptics that might have said, "Uh oh, they're going to get together for this one album and then all the old anger is going to come to the surface and it's going to fall apart." But you've proved them wrong. You're on album number three, and I think it. I think the fact that you're on album number three and you're having such uh, such positive results. Uh, speaks volumes to your your partnership and your creativity and as you said your maturity we're all older and wiser let's face it and uh, I don't know I've just been really impressed with the last three albums and I think Checkered Past is a nice third step in that sequence thank um, you I, I agree I think it's been a, a remarkable development and and you know like I always have this boyish enthusiasm before every I always feel that this is the best one we've ever done and this one's going to change everything and I, I i i'd be lying if i said i didn't feel that way about this one i really do um and uh, just you know i know it's not going to sell millions of copies and sure. and it's you know it's sad that you know we're making an album and 70 percent of it will never be played live because you know it's important for uh, us to play songs that people recognize um so yeah, I mean, it, it's a bittersweet uh, thing, but uh, I love it. And, and, you know, I love this. I love the feedback from my peers that are going, yeah, Phil, you guys nailed it. That, that's yeah. better than money. You know, that's, that's better than fucking gold records or any of that. This, this to me, is one of the big paybacks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Jason it. Can, Jason could relate to that. You know, yeah, we were just talking before you got online about, you know, the possibility of maybe a new Dangerous Toys record somewhere down the great. road. It's, but it's, great. It's great. Put, let's put the, put the tour back together again, yeah. Jason. <laughs> let's get yeah. back out let's, there. Yeah. Let's get Tora Tora and Dangerous Toys and yeah. LA Guns back <laughs> on the road again. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'd Cocked love to. Cocked and Loaded 2012. That's 20, right. 2015, 17. Go. So um, yeah, Jason, I, I, you, you can relate I, to that, right? I, I think that that uh, yeah, the thing we were talking about um, before we hit record and before you came into the room was doesn't matter to me if anyone else likes the record. I care that they do, yeah. and I want to write songs for you and you and everybody to right. enjoy because you guys have you're we're all lifers here this is yeah. what we do and we're yeah. all in a tribe together and this is what we do but the most important thing is that your tribe understands the language that you're speaking all the time as soon as you start talking different or or, or funny i get they're it. like what's happening what's wrong yeah. what's going on yeah yeah so i think that back to you and tracy you guys write great songs together so you've worked with hundreds of guitar players you know, I'm not get. I'm not. I don't want you to put them on any kind of, you right. know, grading system. But when something's not broken, and then you have to take a break from that, you know, with your hiatus with him as your writing yeah. partner, I, I, 
it is great that the things that you're known for, the great things that sort of like blew up in the world's face that were great. And I'm talking about the first couple of records that you guys yeah. made together with that lineup. There's something special about that. So if you can get any of that going, that's great. But it's not, it shouldn't be limited to that. And I, I feel agree. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel, feel like, like this is two bands. I feel like this is LA Guns 2.0. And, and and what we did, you know, last century is yeah. fantastic and I'm proud of it and, and it served us well. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I'm not remotely embarrassed or ashamed of it. Um, but, you know, it's it, you don't want to hear a, a guy in his 60s singing about I'm a sex gun lover in the heat of the night. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? I don't know, man. Last time I was at your gig, there was plenty of people there that wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like, I like playing it and I like, I like to, to give them what they want, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's matured. We both matured as writers. Um, and you know, he, it, that he came a long way in those 15 years and it, it's just apparent. It's obvious. It's what people want. People want us to be together. Yeah. You know, they like us individually. But I think, you know, as Jason said, described, it is a tribe, and and our tribe likes it. It likes 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 to have that that that. It's, it's very solid. There's something about him and I being together. It's like Slash and Axel. You know, everybody loves Slash and Axel doing their own thing. But really, you know, we want them to be together. You know, it's it's iconic. Yeah. And I, I and I feel that's the same thing with me and Tracy. Mick and Keith, it goes. Hey, uh, Mick and Keith, it, it goes um, and goes. Joe, and goes. Uh, Stephen and Joe, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey. Yeah. It just goes on and on. You know, the, the, you, there's this nucleus, and 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 we we've never ever like seen you know eye to eye. We've always like there's been a little bit of a clash, a little bit of a you know oh he's giving me this this fantastic lick. So I'm going to have to come up with something better than I've ever uh, done before. And, you know, we, as I said, we push each other, pushes, pushes me real hard. Um, but yeah, I think that's what people want. And, and ultimately, you know, I felt that as soon as we got back together, it just felt right. Like an old pair of shoes. And, yeah. and, um, and, and yeah, we've been, we managed to, to, to keep it, keep it going for five years because we didn't know. We didn't know how long it would last. It could think it'd blow up in, in six months. Right. Um, but, you know, we know each other well enough now to respect each other's boundaries. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, before we get into the specifics of the new album, I want to talk a little bit about Johnny Martin. Because oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Johnny, sure. Johnny's been the 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 one guy who's um, along with you and Tracy, who's been along for all three albums now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, my feeling is I joined Johnny's band, you know, when I came back and, and, uh, uh, and I always tell Johnny that, you know, because I did, you know, Tracy invited me to come and jam with his band and he had, Shane was playing drums. He had quite a different lineup, but Johnny was on bass and Johnny was very, very cool about me coming back and, and, and encouraged it and, and was enthusiastic and excited about it. And he's been a good guy and he's been uh, a, a great guy. He's great on the road. He's a really good guy to have on the road and um, musically contributing. I mean, a, a lot of stuff uh, like he, he came up with the riff for cannonball. Um, so yeah, he, he, he's, he's by no means a hired gun. Right. Yeah. That's what I was going to get. That, that's what I was getting at. He's been with you now, you and Tracy now for the past three albums. There's a reason for that. And oh um, yeah. And I'd, I be know I'd be gutted if he wasn't, if he, if he, if he threw in the towel and moved on, uh, I, I you know, well, yeah, we could get a deal with it, move on, but I, you know, I'm so glad that he hasn't, I'm so glad that he's happy because a lot of people want him, you know, he's, he's, he's been, he's turned down a lot of offers for sort of more sort of new wave stuff. And, you know, he was actually out on the road with Tiffany yeah. earlier this year. It's funny, him and Scott Coogan, basically L.A. Guns, she poached poached our band because she's always at our shows. Um, and, and that's cool. We weren't, we weren't doing anything anyway. So, um, yeah, Johnny's a, a very integral part of this. 
What, what does he bring in terms of songwriting? Uh, he's a great performer, and you mentioned his personality. It, it gels with you guys on the road when you live in such close quarters while you're traveling, mm. traveling around the country. Yeah. But to, to tell the audience, what, is, what does he bring uh, in a more behind-the-scenes capacity in terms of song contribution? Um, well, I mean, he's always the first guy to, to, to come up with, you know, like embellishing stuff, like coming up with keyboard parts or, um, you know, the, the, just just always got an idea. You know, this is, he's never short of an idea and he's, ne- he's not scared to, to, to come up with an idea. And, and sometimes it works great and other times it, it, not so well. So um, that for me is, is I feel like he, he, he's a partner as much as a member. Yeah. And you know, he wasn't around um, in, in, in Mark one. Uh, he, he would have been in diapers, I suppose. Um, but uh, still is, I, sh- I think. Yeah. <laughs> At least he acts like it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he's he's got he's just got a tremendous spirit, and and uh, I just love having him around. I like that he's just just a good guy. He's always he's always, he's always great. You know, he's just yeah, even I, keeled. I, I've known him for a number of years. I, I met him when he was playing for uh, bass for Jesse Mallon, and and uh, I always liked him as a person. And when he was uh, when he teamed up with you guys, I was thrilled. And I'm just glad mm. to see that he's been able to you know stay with you this long and be part of the success. So, yeah, me too. Yeah. So you you mentioned last time I interviewed you, you were promoting the Devil You Know, and I was yeah. making the point at that time that that album came out really fast after uh, the missing piece. And you were telling me that that's because you guys were comfortable writing on the road and you're a band that was, you know, able to do that. So you were out touring, you were basically putting this record together and before you know it, you had an album. Mm -hmm. Now, moving forward to Checkered Past, obviously you weren't on the road because of the pandemic and that sort of thing. So, and I know that there was some logistics that that came into play with getting this album done. So so how did the pandemic impact what would normally be your chemistry of writing on the road since you could? Well, yeah, we had to, you know, reinvent the wheel basically because um as Jason will tell you, you know, when it, when a, an album's being put together, it's a bunch of guys working on songs in a room, hashing it out, tweaking the chorus, you know, do we put a bridge here a middle eight, you know, all that stuff is, is, is sorted out um, before you record a single note. Um, so you go, go into the studio prepared. Um, this was completely asked backwards. This was everything was written. It was all done by the time it, it, it landed on my doorstep or in my email. Um, so, you know, in many ways, the last two, they, 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 kind of focus on on the music I, I don't have much to do i leave all that music to tracy now he's, he's just i'd much rather he um focus on 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 and play the songs that, that you know i, I don't want to i can write songs i can but you know they're, they're real basic compared to what he's coming up with um and i just want him to you know do what he does it's like i don't really want him getting involved lyrically either you know um it, it, we we do what we do best. And, and we, as I said, going back to the boundaries. Um, so yeah, everything was completely backwards this time. So I was basically handed a, a finished product, uh, which, you know, I've, that's happened before. Um, and, and generally I'll have to fly out to New York to work with Mitch Davis in his studio. Um, Mitch does, the, he's a vocal guy. He, he, do, he knows, he's just, he's really good at, you know, picking the right effects and, compiling um you know i'll do a i'll do 10 takes of a chorus and he it's, he can break it down to to words or even syllables and 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 he's really good at that and i trust him doing that um and then normally in the old days i'd have three days in new york to do an album's worth of vocals and that's not a lot of time you no. know especially when you're doing like each song you know like eight ten times twelve times to get the best takes and you're doing four songs a day, that's fucking tiring. Yeah, um, that's four. That's four sets. Yeah, yeah. And and then you, and you're knowing full well that you've got to go in the next day and do four more. 
Right. It's 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 fucking terrifying because you know you do you, you got to do breakfast, you got to do lunch, you yeah, do a, uh, second breakfast, you got to do yeah. right, and you can't blow your voice out, Jason. You can't, you know, like you can't give it all until you got to the last day. So you've got to be sparing, and you've got to go. Okay, you've got to know when to stop, uh, and and come in the next day and pick it up, and hopefully your voice isn't too shot from the night before. Uh, so this way, um, doing it um, remotely. Uh, in my own place uh, and, and nothing fancy either, just a laptop and your basic Focusrite Scarlett two-channel interface. I've got no compressors. I've got no fucking fancy preamps. Uh, I don't have an expensive Neumann microphone. It's, it's just to be a basic um, entry-level recording um, setup, and it worked. It works, you know, and because I can send the file I, I don't have any effects when I, I, I do these songs. Uh, it's completely dry, and I send it off to, over to Mitch, and he adds all the effects and, and, and all, all the, the special magic you know, stuff that he does. Yeah. And, it, and it comes back great. And, and I, that's a good team we've got going there. So Mitch is kind of like the invisible member. Yeah. Um, and so is Adam, of course. And, and, and the thing with doing it remotely is we lost our drummer, Scott, uh, because Adam played the drums on the new record because Scott wasn't in a position. He doesn't have a, a, a set up, a studio set up for his drums as Adam does. Right. And, and that, that was just one of the things we, we had to take that because um, that's, that's all we had. You know, there was, you know, we know Adam and we, we, you know, we trust his, him as a drummer and a producer. Yeah. So I, I can understand Scotty, like, not being thrilled to play somebody else's album. Um, right. But, you know, it's a, a, a amicable split. And uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see why he couldn't come back down the road even next year, you know, if, if things are right and, and, you know, he's, he feels good about it. Um, I'd love to have him back. Yeah. And for those who are listening, who might not know, Adam, the, the Adam that you speak of is Adam Hamilton. Uh, Indeed. Who, yeah. Who we've had as a guest on this podcast, uh, another guy that I've known for a number of years, great guy, super talented. It's like, I, it's, I don't know if there's any end to his musical ability. No. I, I mean, he's, he, he's been, you know, he was a bass player in LA Guns for yeah. something like three or four years. That's where I met uh, him. Uh, yeah. And he's been LA Guns rhythm guitar player. Yes. And, and, and now he's L.A. Guns drummer. I mean, you know, shit, I'm lucky he doesn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> or does he? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. no, I mean, he wouldn't be. He, 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 he'd probably. Uh, Phil, I have he, something he, to tell he you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not. No, the, he doesn't. He, he doesn't. He's, he's OK. He does he's not the front man for L.A. Guns. You are. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. I mean, mm -hmm. he's good, you know, backing vocalist and all of that. But I don't yeah. think of all his skills. He put vocals um, uh, lead vocals as, as high on the list. Yeah. I really and, like that guy. He's no, he's a, a great guy. guy. He's yeah, a good man. guy to have around, you know, yeah. it's, uh, he's a warrior, a good guy to have in the trenches. Yeah. And since we're talking about Adam and, and, and Scott, uh, Adam played drums on the new album because Scott wasn't available for one reason or another. And now yeah. just, the news just came out yesterday that Scott is, 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 at least temporarily no longer in the band and, and your previous drummer, Shane's Shane Fitzgibbons is coming back. Is that, is that where we are at the moment? That's correct. And, yeah. and that, that's a, um, a temporary solution. Um, Shane isn't coming back permanently. We've got some shows to do, uh, in and around LA, uh, when the record drops and he stepped up and said, he'll come back and help us out with those. Um, he works for Kanye West now. Um, oh, wow. so he, he's Kanye's like chief engineer. Oh. So, uh, you know, that, that's why he left in the first place, but you know, things Kanye's just finished his record, put it out or, or ye put his record out. Um, <laughs> and, and, and he's, but Ye's been very cool. You know, he's not only fine with Shane, uh, moonlighting and, and coming back and playing the rock, but he's actually offered, uh, facilities for us to, to play and rehearse in which I think is very cool. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, 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 big. yeah. And that also tells you a lot about Shane, what an easygoing guy he is. It's, it's, you know, chemistry is, it's not all about chops. You can, you know, you can have somebody, you know, just a total virtuoso, somebody like Yngwie Malmsteen, 
but I bet he's no fun on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. You know, on, 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 yeah, yeah, you know, um, I'm sure he has his moments, but yeah, it, that's an important um, factor when 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 you're picking uh, personnel for a band is how 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 you're going to get on with them in the submarine. Well, I was happy that uh, he was available to come back, even if temporarily, because he did a great job on the missing piece and the devil, you know, and then all, you know, the times that I saw him live, he, 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 he played well. And yeah, so. the drums are fantastic on this record. They're, they're, you know, you can't, you can't knock them. I think the production on this one is actually better than the, the two prior, um, the two previous ones. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, Adam's got a lot, not only just to the drums, but, as I said, he was kind of like the, the compiler of files and yeah. put it all together and made it sound cohesive. And it sounds like an album. It does sound like a band in a room, uh, it, which is which is remarkable considering it's the furthest thing from it. Yeah. So let's talk about the album for a minute. Um, you, the album has got uh, plenty of the classic L.A. Guns song in, or sounds in terms of the rock and roll tunes. You've got uh, Cannonball, of course, uh, Living Right Now. I love that song. I love I, That's Dog. my favorite song. Yeah, I love yeah. Dog, too. Dog is great. Um, Knock Me Down, I love. But I'll tell you, Phil, it's like I listen to the record and on any given day, my favorite songs are the slow ones. And L.A. Guns has always had a great knack for the slow songs. And, I, and I'm not going to use the word ballad because I think that that implies something yeah. cheesy or but something. That's just, just, you know, that's just the term that we use. Yeah. But I, I, I get it. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, if, if I'm describing it, I, I would use the same word for people that uh, maybe aren't as, as hip to music as, as we are. Uh, right. That's, that, that, that's a, a fair enough explanation. Well, you know, David, the thing is we're, we're older now and, and um, I, I think that, you know, our, our priorities change and, and uh, you know, I love, I love the rockers, the Cannonball and, and Living Right Now, yeah. but um, I really feel that I can, I can put a, a completely new persona in something like I'm Gonna Let You Down or, or even um, get along, you know, and, and yeah. just, you know, I'm singing in a much lower register uh, now than, than, than before. I, I can, st I can I, I'm, I've still got a good voice. I've still got the highs, but I, I tend to focus more on, on, on the mid uh, to the lower stuff uh, that I've never really utilized. I've never, you know, like to, to the degree that I have on this record. And, and I've got to give credit to Mitch Davis for bringing that out in me, to finding a voice that I really didn't know that I had. Yeah. Um, the, the, you know, he, he managed to extract and, and, uh, yeah, thanks a lot. It's, yeah, it's, it's good I, to, to have a, you know, we're, we're a multifaceted band, you know, there, there are bands that are really good at that one thing, you know, ACDC, Motorhead, you know, they do that one thing and they do it well, they do it superbly. And, 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 and that's kind of their shtick. Us, we've always been more sort of cheap trick, sort of Led, Led Zeppelin, yeah. influence but you know you, there's there's plenty of acdc yeah. in this record too riff wise um sure. it's just you know it's just it's just a very good mix of of styles yeah. and personalities on any given day when i'm listening to it i think my favorite song could be either uh let you down or i think if it's over now it might be one of the best la gun songs in recent memory i love that song i'm having getting that from a lot of people um it's the I, drama I gotta, it's yeah, got drama to it's it it's got drama know? to it uh, I, I think that, that here's the thing about that song it took me a long time to get it right um because I, I was singing it, I, I'll give an example. Like I, I got the chorus, if it's over, it goes, if it's over now, I was singing, if it's over now, where do we go? I was doing this two note thing, go, ooh, and, and, and it, it, it fucked up the song. It, it took away from it and it was a natural thing to do. And Mitch is like, no, don't do the two note. Just go, if it's over now, tell me I'm fine. You know, instead of fine. And, and it, it's, I really need to have, I really appreciate having another vocalist 
uh, help me and stuff like that. And th- that fix, he saved that song because it was corny with the, with the, with that two note. Uh, and now it, it 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 sits it sits great in the track. There's a lot to be said about economy, you know, just cutting that, snipping that little bit, like you just said, and it made all yeah. the difference in the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, probably, yeah added, I think- probably added uh, more, uh, even more emotional. Well, obviously it did because you're you're proud of it and you, and yeah. you feel re- renewed about it just because um, it turned it turned you know it turned a thing that you didn't even realize you were uncomfortable no. about until he suggested that you. Uh, add some negative space there yeah it was but it was bugging me and i couldn't put my finger on it and he goes well yeah try this and uh yeah immediately all of a sudden it made perfect sense yeah and tell us a little bit about get along because that's a that that's a little bit of a departure for la guns not not major but uh it sounds like you guys were branching out a little bit having some fun with that and trying some different uh textures and as 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 we do you know yeah. ballad ballad of jane uh, i think it's fair to say would be a a, a rock country crossover uh mm-hmm. and 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 uh, this song get along is is definitely a a rock folk hybrid and and I think it comes back to our our, our, our adoration of Led Zeppelin and and I think we're, we're the it became apparent. We I felt like in in many ways it was like something that might have been on Led Zeppelin three, you know, with that Hangman, uh, with with the gallows pole kind of a vibe, you know, a very folky vibe. Yeah. Um, and and uh, yeah, and and just singing it low, you know, and 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 not trying to make it sound too symphonic or, or, or try and do something that uh, didn't suit it. And, and it's just an easygoing, natural song. I like to play and sing at the same time. And, and, um, and we're going to be putting that in the set and it's going to be uh, a, an encore. We'll come back out fresh, you know, and come out, you know, with our acoustic guitars and play it. Um, and it will it, be a nice contrast. Because we, by, at that point, hopefully would have blown the roof off the joint and yeah. come back out with 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 a different different angle, or different different uh, side to us. One of the things I just want to add one more thing about the the slower songs. I love the atmosphere and the haunting vibe. You guys kind of have this quality where. And even going back to Missing Peace, uh, The Floods, The Fall to the Rain. Yeah. Um, uh, the Devil You Know had another season in hell. I mean, these are great, great songs. And they're like, they're, they're orchestrated very well and they create a mood. To me, they're very, I, I, the word haunting always comes to haunting, mind. Haunting, spacious. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know, I, I think they, they, you know, they, they have a lot of space, you know, like that intro to I'm Gonna Let You Down. It, it just goes on and, and you're like, where's this going? And it boom, 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 you know, those notes. Yeah. And you're like, all right, okay, okay. And then it does it again. And then boom, when it kicks in, you're ready. It's, it's just, it's, 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 a, it's one of the greatest drops yeah. uh, on the record when that actually kicks in like that. And it's the whole band after that haunting, spacious, yeah. um, beautiful melancholic um guitar beautiful guitar intro with that echo and just the, the tone of it yeah so yeah it's 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 great playing with that playing with those dimensions i want to switch gears and bring jason in i want you to i got i want you guys to talk about the time you toured together when it was dangerous toys we joked about this earlier but what do you guys each remember about it was Dangerous Toys, L.A. Guns, and Tora Tora? Did you say? Yeah, I, re- I remember something really sweet. I'll just throw this out there. I, I don't know if Phil remembers this or not, but it was a couple of little things. It may have been on the same day. It was just back in the bowels of the theater we were playing out somewhere, right. and and you know we the you know our record had just broke and here we are in the middle of a run with you guys and you know fan mail is stacking up um i you know i'm i'm my voice is tiring because i'm still young and i'm and i'm wearing myself out because i'm not sleeping very well and blah 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 right there was these conversations that you and i would have you know just a couple of times a week you know people think that we were 
just like you know burning cities down to the dust and we, mm-hmm. we were not we were doing that with our songs we weren't yeah. doing, we weren't right. doing that like pirates but right right, uh, right. the uh Although I would love to pillage with you one day, but my, oh, I'm sure I'm sure yeah, we will. Yeah, my point was um, was about fan mail. It's like I, you know, it's like uh, I I mentioned it, and you, and you were like, oh yeah, you make sure you answer every one of them, <laughs> and it was like I was like, well, that sounds like experience, and it sounds like uh, value, and it sounds like. Uh, just a smart decision by way of culture yeah because you're keeping your culture you you that that person is never going to you know they're sure they're a fan but they're a person they're never yeah. going to forget that ever. no you know and funny jason because every now and then somebody will show up with the postcard yeah um and 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 go you you sent this this to me and I, i'm a big fan of you're my favorite band and it, it's just little things like that and you know jason when, when you're on the road there's a lot of downtime you you yes. know between shows so there's, there's no reason not to sit down and yes. and just write a couple of lines and 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 acknowledge it and i had a, a postcard made up of of you know a, a, one of maxine miller's uh, drawings of me so it, it was, you know, the whole package. And I imagine that probably looked cool coming through somebody's mailbox. Hell yeah. And, 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 yeah, so, you know, people have brought them, like they're bringing the crown jewels. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 yeah, so. Um, Hermetically sealed in plastic. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, fans, are, you know, it's without them, there's nothing. That's right. That's yeah. right. That was happening. I got quite a bit of that in my band previous to the toys. And so I, yeah. I had that on some kind of level and it was more of an underground level because it was a different kind of music and all that. But when it started to really stack and I couldn't get to it for whatever reason, it would <laughs> yeah. come in a giant box from management. Company. Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah. Like, sure. What the hell are we going to do? <laughs> you know? And you were like, make sure you get it all. Like you were the cool, <laughs> un- the cool uncle going, man, yeah, don't, sure. don't, yeah. you missed a spot. Don't miss, yeah. you know, come on. <laughs> That's right. And then That's there was, right. and then, the, and then I, I recall this, it was like, it was yesterday too. I was, you know, I was a little, I was a little wiped out. I still had some voice, but I was a little wiped out. And, and you were like, uh, ginger root, you know, the old, you know, suck on some honey bears yeah right yeah and yeah ginger root and you're gonna be fine and just don't overdo it and and that was you know that's the truth you were just telling me the truth well so, you know you, you we're both power singers both yeah. you and i we we certainly back then i would in that that time yeah. uh and and you know a lot of people can think maybe to make that sound and they might be able to make that sound for a minute or two, but that's a big difference doing it for, for 60 or 90 minutes every night consecutively for, you know, I'm I'm, uh, like, you've done eight, nine shows in a row, haven't you? Mm. You know, it's, you got, you've done 30. Yeah. Yeah, With, uh, with broken teeth, with broken teeth. Yeah. Then, then it's clearly, I taught you well because man, 30. (laughs) Oh, I was rotten about day. I'll tell you, it was about day 10. Yeah. I was rotten. I'm on the bus going, I can't even, Yeah, I couldn't even talk. Where does it come from? You know, when you get back out and so all of a sudden you've got it back, but, um, there's nothing worse than losing your voice on the road because you let your whole band down. You know, everything has, everything has to stop. You, you feel can't handy, you feel handicapped yeah. for a moment. And, 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 you, and, yeah. and as you know, the voice takes like two or three days um, for it to, to, to come back and you've got to be really strict about not talking. And um, I, I, that is, it's terrifying. And, and it was on that tour that I, I lost it because I didn't know. I mean, you know, the honeys and, and, and all the, all that stuff, it's great, but, what I didn't know is you got to warm up. I, I had no idea. I'd never really done proper warm ups before, and and uh, once I learned that, um, I, I don't think I've ever missed a show since that. I don't. Do you do them? Do you do your warm ups before you go? Or you... Some, sometimes, you know, I've I've been teaching for about fifteen or sixteen years now. Oh so yeah, it's gonna, it's I'll so... take some lessons. 
Oh man! Yeah, I, I'm I don't in. know. I don't know if I was, you were schooling me 32 nah, years no, ago no. or you, whatever. You, 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 you're born natural, man. You 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 got the people. You know your legend. Your voice is legendary. You know, and and oh, I appreciate that. You 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 would have you would have fit. You know, when Axel uh, stood in for Brian in ACDC, I was rooting for you. I think you would have done a much better job personally. Wow, wow. that's huge. <laughs> That's huge. Thanks. I, I, by the way, I really do think Axel just kicked it in the ass, though. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I mean, he's, no, I brilliant. know that. Yeah. He yeah. did such a good job. I, th I yeah. feel like, and you hear it here first. I thought he, there's some live like iPhone footage on YouTube of him, of Axel doing Thunderstruck. Yeah. And on the iPhone video, yeah, I'm hearing it loud and clear, and everyone should go check this out and decide for yourself. I think he sang it better than Brian did on oh, the yeah. studio you know, recording. He, Axel's a singer's singer, you know, and, yeah. and people that don't sing don't get it because, you know, they think he sounds nasally and, you yeah. know, and he has got that right. funny vibrato. Right. But uh, he's a singer's singer. I'm, and we're talking like seven octaves. Yeah. He, he did that ACDC stuff on his head. It was effortless yeah. for him. And, yeah, and you know, you can't help feeling bad for old Brian puffing around up there. You know, right. I've, I've toured with him. And, and you know, after about the third or fourth night, he's, he's, he's hurting, Tired you know, and, bit, yeah. and, and that's, 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 that's a tough gig um, yeah. for anyone, especially somebody uh, at that age. But, yeah. yeah, Axel just came in and nailed it. Yeah, well, that, that shit you, was you scary. Could, you, you could have done it too, though. Well, thanks for saying that. <laughs> That's but high yeah. I feel like, um, you know, there was a, a good point that this this little sort of like uh, this conversation just about basic keeping your voice um, comes to comes to mind when you're when you're on day nine, ten, eleven, twelve, when you're doing a huge run of about twenty seven to thirty shows in a row, right? Yeah, and minimally like an hour and ten. You really have to less is more. You yep. have to you have to know to start slow. Even your opening right. number has to be massive. It just has to be a a, a just a bullet for everyone's face. You know, bang! Yeah. You just have to yeah. just murder everyone with the first song. Everybody knows that for a rock show, right? Of course. But but you know when you come out and you you don't have anything and you've got this fear that you're gonna let everybody down on that first thing, yeah. Sure, it was a couple of rough and it was a little bit raunchy sounding, but out of nowhere, magically, uh, you have and it's adrenaline. I was gonna say adrenaline. As long as you, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're if hydrated. You're excited. Yeah, went to bed early, hydrated because you knew you were losing it. That's yeah. a that's a that's something that you learn. That's yeah, no, that's thing. right. That's a, that's the difference between a seasoned player and, and a rookie. Yeah. 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 Phil, I want to go back in time and talk a little bit about Girl. Yeah. Um, mm. One of your, I know that you, uh, your band Girl toured with uh, Ozzy Osbourne on the Blizzard of Oz tour. Yeah. I was curious to know. As someone who got to be up close and and, uh, and 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 personal, what was your first impression of Randy Rhodes? Um, the first time I met him was at the Marquee Club. Um, girl were playing and and um, we were headlining it. And Ozzy, Sharon, and and Randy came to see us. And I remember, you know, I, I know, I've always I've known Ozzy a long time. So we're, blah, 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 how are you doing? Blah, 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 and Sharon too. But I finally got to sit down and, and talk to this this quiet guy, this little quiet mousy blonde guy, um, and and uh, you know I, I was like, hey, how, how's it going? And and he goes, yeah, he goes, nice, yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, he goes, hi, I'm Randy, and um, that's perfectly normal here, but in England, Randy means horny, right. I'm I'm a Randy motherfucker, you know, <laughs> and 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 so so I burst out laughing, and and, and I was like, well, what do you expect me to do about it? And he was like, huh? You know, I'm laughing, and I had to explain to him, you know, the the the, the colloquial uh, of 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 what he just said, and once I he, he was laughing his ass off. It's like, yeah, so so you're saying I just came up to you and went, hi, I'm horny, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> 
That's pretty much what you just said. Um, and, and that's a charming story. And, and, and we hit it off. Ozzy's band was great. You know, I got, got on great with Tommy Aldridge. I always got on great with uh, Rudy Zazo. Um, good, good guys and always really super supportive. Um, Girl didn't come out um, uh, on, on the Aussie tour because uh, I, I'd upset Sharon's dad, uh, who was boss of our label. And so he, he, put, us, he put me on ice. Uh, and sent out a, a, another ship, a, a real ship band he had on his label called Magnum that didn't do anything and nobody really gave a fuck. And, you know, I should have got over it and I should have been, I should have been a bit more, more hands on and, and, and made sure, demanded we do that tour. Cause I think girl would have cleaned up and I think that would have been a great way for to introduce us to, 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 so you, to, you to the States. Oh, in the no, States. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we did all the English shows okay, and they, gotcha. they always went down great. Gotcha, but gotcha. no, no, he, he clipped us for America because at that point, the honeymoon was over. Uh, well, well, it was all to do with the new wave of British heavy metal, you know, and girl may be a lot of things, but we were never really heavy metal. Right. And, right. and, and it, you know, it was he was just transfixed on us reinventing ourselves as, 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 as a doom um, venom type. Uh, praying mantis band and, and we just simply weren't that you know we were glamours you know yeah. we, we, we that's what we did you know and um so at that point it was it was pretty clear that the the honeymoon was over you know bands like Def Leppard and 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 Iron Maiden they've been together for so long I think of them it, it, like in a literary term if they were books they'd be like a four book set uh, and when I think of girl I think it's like a one-page poem um, in, in comparison, and it was never sure. meant to be that long and last that long. And 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 I'm, in many ways, I'm kind of success, glad that Girl weren't um, so successful that it made would make it difficult for me to go into something else and not be known from that. Now, people know me from Girl because you know it was an underground band that people, if if you were into that. But yeah. um, as far as most people are concerned, in the states, LA Guns was my first band. Yeah, uh, I think and, it's and, a very you know, it's a very very cool moment in in your history as well as just uh you know early English rock late 70s early 80s and I think that I'm I I'm I'm just trying to say I'm really glad that girl happened. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And and yeah, it was it was a sweet thing and you know, we got I got to say we got a lot of stick, you know, the the the, the English fans, the new wave of British heavy metalists, they they weren't enamored by our well, by the by the name of the band or or the way we looked um and and yeah they, they were you know they were they were assholes at times you know and and uh you know even if they like even Def Leppard got it you know they figured they thought Def Leppard were a feminine um yeah. and, and so you know they hated it. and many many of the diehard you know like rivet spitters um were weren't enamored and it's funny though as time you know i i talk to people um, now and then they talk about you know the, the, the girls shows that they saw and it's like are you sure because everyone else in the in the in the, in the room seems to hate us so I don't know if they've forgotten or they, their attitude has softened since then but it was tough it was yeah. really fucking tough going out um, especially with Kiss uh, you know because the Kiss fans were wanted nothing to do with it they just you know because they waited in England they waited so long to see Kiss. The, we were just in the way. We were wasting their time before they wanted to see their their, their, their big beautiful band. So that was that was a, a bad pairing. And Gene, Gene, I'm sorry, my, the, the the phone keeps moving because of my bloody That's okay. cat. That's actually fine. It's actually there. better. It's, yeah, it, yeah, it's the cat. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and and Gene Gene had it in for me right from the get go. Oh, no. We we did. Do you love me? Yeah. And he goes, Philip. These 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 songs are like our children. Uh, you, we, it is you cannot do. It. And I was like, Gene, we only know eight songs. You know, give it, give us a break, man. We're only on yeah. stage for forty five minutes. Yeah. And, and, and besides, you and, didn't write it anyway. Yeah, that's no. a Kim Daly ah, song. Ah, yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm thinking that, but I'm like, yeah. mm -mm, don't say that. You're oh, already right. yeah, uh, already yeah. deep shit. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So anyway, uh, listen, yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to wrap it up in a minute. Yeah, that's fine. You've been gracious with your time. Yeah, you've been you've been great. Thank you for giving us all the extra time. I, I, I like talking with you guys. You know, we yeah. do, even when we hang, we talk. So it's like this is no problem. And I'm glad you were the last one of the day. So I don't have anybody uh, bugging the line. I kind of did that on purpose. I was hoping you'd spend a few more minutes with us. Yeah, so of course. You. Of course. Of course. <laughs> thank you so uh, much, Phil. Congratulations on another great album. And I hope that uh, you, you'll be on the road in, in as soon oh, yeah. as time allows, because we always look forward to seeing you live. Right. Yeah. And I can't wait to get back down there, get back to Austin. I've had so many good times in Austin. And, and uh, you know, I lived there for a while. And, and it, it does, it, it's got a special place in my heart. And it was Austin, always. Austin was so receptive. You. Yeah, Austin, you know, Austin embraced you. Everybody here still talks about right. you. And, the, and, the, was it the, the, the back room? Was yeah, that venue yep. just yeah, on yeah. the other side of the river? And then when yep. I was there, uh, I became like a staple at the uh, the steamboat. I, I don't know if they're yeah. still there. It's probably gone. gone. But there was a. It was great. I mean, that year that I was there, like ninety one to ninety two, the music scene there was absolutely fantastic. I couldn't have been. Uh, it couldn't have been because I was so burnt out on the LA scene. So, you know, it was it was really great. And people like um, Jason and 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 um, Kevin, yep. Is it Kevin Fowler, Kevin you know? Fowler. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All those guys. It was, you made me feel so welcome. And, and, and I love that. And I always appreciate it. So. So, yeah, I'm so sure it was you guys. It's a pleasant surprise seeing you, too, Jason. I wasn't expecting that. It's always good to see you, man. Good to see good you as well. Good talking Thank to you guys and, and, you, and, and stay in touch. And, and I'll let you know as soon as we got Austin on the books. And did I mention that we're coming out in summer with Tom Kiefer? No. No, that's excellent. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. We've got a summer tour. It's a triple package. It's Faster Pussycat, oh. LA Guns, and, 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 and Tom Kiefer. Oh. So we're, we're, we're bound to hit Austin. So we'll oh. see. I'll, I'll, sit, I'll see you there. You heard it excellent. here first, folks. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Phil. On behalf of my co-host, Jason McMaster, our special guest today, Phil Lewis from L.A. Guns, generous with his time. Thank you so much, Phil. I'm Metal Dave Glessner. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Talk Louder podcast. I love you guys. Thanks so much. 